0: Support for the show is brought to you by 100WattsAndAWire.com. There you can get a 100-watt ID, learn about operating events, and check out the gear in the shop. Plus, 100 Watts and a Wire is now on YouTube. See the show live, Saturdays at 10 a.m. Central. Subscribe, click the bell, and give us a thumbs up. You can still take the show with you by subscribing wherever you get podcasts. And LDG. LDG Automatic Tuners are built with industrial quality components for safety, durability, and long life. LDG microprocessors run state-of-the-art matching firmware to find a match in seconds. For more information, visit LDGElectronics.com. And now, from GridSquare Echo Mic 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Talk about. So much happening. Uh, Hello to you. This is 100 Watts and a Wire. My name is Christian. My call sign is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Steve is here. W7UDI in Pacific Northwest. And we're talking about antennas. Part two of our antenna conversation. Um, Several questions about projects that are kind of going on here. we got a lot of different questions in the chat room. Antennas should always be part of what we do here with a ham radio talk show, and it's super live. You get to uh, watch the show as it happens or burns to the ground like a dumpster fire. It's
1: Paul, <laughs> oh, one other on thing uh, I, I yeah. wanted to mention about Paul's uh, uh, project there—great workmanship, just beautiful antennas. Uh, like uh, like your style. Um, curious on the paint, so I would imagine I. Try, you know, like you said, building, uh, redoing the PVC without painting it and see if that has any impact on the, uh, on that UHF antenna. But uh, I know uh, over the years we've talked in various other groups that, uh, uh, the circles I've uh, been around, talking about repainting, uh, say, fiberglass uh, station masters, which is a big 20-foot antenna, fiberglass, and uh guys were talking about painting them for repeater services and uh, always the um, the comment comes up, make sure the paint doesn't have any metallic materials in it. A lot of paints will have some kind of metallic in it and that will have an effect. So there could be a good possibility on that. So uh, All right. when we, when we paint stuff, we got to be kind of mindful of that in the RF world. So I'm going to, here's how
0: we're going to go. I've got a few questions that were um, sent to me or posted somewhere, either on the YouTube channel, but probably on the Facebook uh, group, I'm going to lay them out there. We're going to talk about it. looks like I'm about 20 minutes behind on the chat, but I will catch up. We're going to mix in projects and questions. I appreciate your patience. Uh, Steve, let's let's look at Carl's question. I have a DXLB plus dipole new with new location. I can only mount in an inverted V, uh, mm-hmm. but not 180 degrees. It will be approximately only 130 degrees. How will this affect antenna response?
1: It will be just fine. In fact, I went through the uh, uh, the DX or the this particular manual. I looked it up online, and uh, they talked about it. Uh, so what what Carl is referring to the 180 degrees? It's basically flat top, and then when we start talking about 130 to 90 for an inverted V is is 90. It's the uh, the apex angle between the wires. So uh, so what does that do? Basically, when you have an antenna flat top, it's 72, 73 ohms on impedance at the feed point. But when you start bringing it down, when you get it to 90 degrees, you get closer to 50, which is closely matches our. Uh, our, uh, our feed line because we typically use 50 ohm feed line so but in Carl's case he it's I, I'm i going to call it a drooping dipole so it's just going to be about 130 degrees it'll be just fine the, uh, the one caveat that uh, Alpha Delta put into their documentation is don't get this angle less than 90 degrees so because what will end up happening is that you'll have uh, interaction between the two wires and then what the end result is your swr goes uh, skyrockets and uh it the antenna be just becomes more like parallel feed line when you get less than 90 degrees but for what you're doing carl perfect 130 degrees is just fine put it up go out and have fun and enjoy the hu- enjoy the bands with it roger that
0: uh jesse jesse uh says it doesn't have to be answered on the show but i'm curious Uh, He has a TR-33 tri-band, an HF log, and a 6-meter beam. How far apart on the mass should they be separated above the rotor? I know the TR and the log cover the same territory, but I have both and intend to face them in opposite directions.
1: Uh, That's another common question I see a lot. It's... uh... And so one thing you can do, a lot of people have taken and they've, so having, you don't want to get it too close because then you're going to have, uh, you know, mutual coupling and you're going to end up dealing with having performance issues. Uh, Some guys turn around and they take their, like their six meter antenna and they set it up 90 degrees from their HF antenna if it's real close uh for the distance between six meters and HF, the hf antenna is really not going to see the six meter antenna as far as uh interaction it's going to be more the six meter antenna seeing the uh hf antenna ideally you probably want to go a half wavelength is separation but you know we don't that requires a large mass so for six meters that's going to be basically uh uh, three meters, but uh, uh, would be ideal. But we don't have that. You, you're only probably going to have a few feet. So you try to get it as best you can, um, and then uh, then turn your antenna. Look at VSWR. Uh, so uh, that one is a that one's a toughie uh, when it comes down to interaction between six meters and your HF antenna, but. I would say if you could get a half wavelength, which was going to be about 3 meters, so 9 feet, that's, a, <laughs> that's going, to be, it's going to be tough unless you got enough mass there to do it. it would be ideal, but um, separate it as far as practical and uh, go from there and see uh, what kind of uh, uh, interactions you, you have uh, on the 6-meter. The HF, I don't think we'll uh, see the 6-meter antenna. shouldn't be that big of a deal. But uh, the six meter will definitely have some interaction from the HF antenna.
0: Our friend Joe, an electrician, friend of mine in Wisconsin, says the paint shouldn't cause an issue. Shouldn't. It shouldn't. But it shouldn't. we've
1: seen it. It's yeah. in theory it shouldn't, but it's yeah. We we've uh, it's been a a topic that's been you know thrown around a lot. So. Let's see. Ed asks
0: DD5LP. Steve, is Carl referring to vertical one hundred and thirty degrees versus one hundred and eighty degrees, or does he mean looking from the top of the antenna isn't straight? Uh, doesn't matter in either case anyway.
1: I I took it as just either you know flat top one hundred and eighty degrees and then uh, tilting back as he mentioned inverted V. So I'm I'm taking it in that plane.
0: Okay. We've got some more questions there, and uh, we're fumbling around through them. Uh, This is a little different here. Bradley says, um, do you all include digital modes in MCOM planning? What digital modes do you use? A little little off and away from uh, what we're discussing a little bit today, but digital modes are basically everything in MCOM. And this is part of our pre-show discussion was uh, I like to study the backup for the backbone, which is HF and simplex the main uh I guess modes are a lot of digital modes uh for MCOM uh, type of work. But uh I don't know if that helps you Bradley but uh I, don't I, know I much think
1: uh it depends on the teams and I I know Winlink is becoming a quite a uh a popular arena for mm-hmm. digital mode because uh you're composing an email like uh you know normally use outlook or whatever email uh, program and then you just type a message and then then it's sent digitally i i see a huge value of digital modes in um in e just because you can get the the message through there yeah you you just if you send a type a message up there it is and uh now which digital mode that comes down to uh um, the various groups and what they want to use. Uh, I think packet is a, as uh, a great mode to, to utilize. It's kind of gone out of favor, but you know, Winlink is using it uh, packet mode, uh, I don't see like FT8 or PSK 31 more or less. The, the mode itself is perfect. It's just uh, how, how to implement it. Uh, it. It could be done, but I think it's, uh, but this is me personally. I, but I'm seeing a lot more groups that are kind of going into the WinLink, which is a packet based, and then also HF uh, packet based. So it's, it, you know, see what your local, uh, your local Aries group comes up with and, uh, and go from there. It's uh, just remember, it's just another tool in our comm box, our communications toolbox. And uh, whether it's voice, digital, CW, which is a digital mode. Um, These are tools that we put in our comm toolbox and we pull out when we need it.
0: Yes, sir. All right, it's time for us to look at our antenna giveaway. uh, We're third week now. We're giving away, courtesy of our friends at LDG Electronics. They are sponsoring 12 weeks of antenna giveaways and we appreciate them very much. And uh, we have a bunch of different kinds. I wish I could talk about each kind, but my computer was drowned to death by its owner (laughs) with a cup of coffee and i was so mad i was so mad at myself i wanted that cup of coffee i was like i was like the coffee but the coffee the computer but
1: the computer wanted it more
0: the computer took it all in (laughs) oh man i took i turned it sideways and it was just like a little bit came out like come on i know you got a whole lot in there patting it on the back like you would a child to to get it to burp but anyway um We've been giving away antennas for the last couple of weeks. We've got different kinds. Um, And last week, Steve picked the G5 RV. Many people have put their name in the drawing. And it's a totally random drawing. And we get uh, your call signs get put into the chat. Um, They're assigned a number. They get mixed up. And one of my children will pick the name. And that's what we did this week. We're giving away the G5 RV. And uh, the winner... Whoops! a daisy, come back up here. We'll find it. Uh, it's Tyler. Nice. Kilo Juliet Seven. Mike Kilo Foxtrot. I've not met Tyler, and that that's a
1: congratulations sign from
0: out west. Congratulations to you. Uh, you will be uh, shipped. You can uh, send me an email. I believe I went to QRZ and got your information. If that's no good, um, send me an email. And we can, uh, I've got an email I can put up on the screen here, Tyler. Uh, but Kilo Juliet 7 Mike Kilo Foxtrot is the winner of the G5 RV. If you can't use it, pay it forward. Give it to somebody else. And if you need to reach me, there's my email address, christian at 100 watsonwire.com. Pretty easy to do. This week, I'm kind of curious about this flagpole vertical thing, Steve. Like, I, I kind of want to get that out there and get somebody to win it and put it up and see what it's about. Oh, yeah.
1: So, let's go with that one.
0: Let's go with the vertical flagpole yeah. antenna giveaway. So what we'll do, guys, is if you'll take a moment, just one time for me. It makes things easier uh, tomorrow when we go back and pull these out. And I, I make a game of it with my kids. They're young, 10 and 6. So if you're curious or you want to win uh, the flagpole antenna, this vertical antenna, put your call sign in the chat now. Only you will be able to uh, to win, so you kind of have to be here to do it. So put your name and call your call sign is just fine if you'd like to uh, win the flagpole vertical antenna. And we'll do the same. We'll pick a winner and announce it next week, just one time. And if you've won already, give somebody else a chance, okay? So, and this is great. We've got some people watching. I think this is our best week yet, Steve. And I think it's, it nice. has to do with antennas. You know, antennas are just... <laughs> This glorious thing, and when you said to me in the pre-show, which is again, we've got to figure out a way to capture that. I think it would require us to do like a get, get up even earlier thing.
1: Oh yeah, then we'd have record. to do a pre pre-show, and then okay, what are going to talk? There'll
0: be six shows before the actual pre 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 pre. No no, the third pre 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 pre. It's like your great 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 grandfather, that kind of thing. But we were you know okay, we okay, were talking about so many different uh, aspects of amateur radio and our and our kind of bias that we may have um, mm-hmm. i consider myself an hf guy and i've always kidded around and said i can't you know i can't take a digital mistress you know i i i have d star set up and i listen to it but i'm not i get it but i don't you know and steve said you know we have to make sure we're serving Everybody, you know, it's like a restaurant here. This is a talk show. This is a ham radio talk show. We need to, and he's right. So we're going to start to mix in our VHF, UHF friends. We'll get the digital modes, and I can't speak to it. See, that's the thing. In 2015, when this show started, I can't, and there's great YouTube channels that do it. They know all this, this, the fusion and the DMR and all these things are out there. And I was just
1: like, well, speaking about That's the other thing, and then now it just hit (laughs) me—the digital mode. That uh, our last question um, was. I was assuming it was like you know packet digital, but there's uh, or PSK or FT8. There's also the digital voice modes. It just hit me. It's like oh yeah, (laughs) DMR, D-Star. Uh, fusion there's uh oh there's uh, the the next uh, nx nd whatever it is that uh i mean there's multiple digital modes uh just on the voice side and uh talk about a bias holy smokes i have a problem with the digital modes i mean voice digital modes uh, kind of a little bit of an audio snob and it's i i have a hard time wrapping my brain around the the uh the, the compression that is used in D-Star, DMR, P twenty five, and in those modes, and that's a personal thing. So there's that that bias so, uh, so that comes up. But that's an audio saying, bias.
0: Yeah, we're not judging. That's the thing about us is we're not judging. It's a very much to each their own mm-hmm. kind of deal, you know. And and we talk about this stuff. I don't care who you pray to, or who you love, or who you vote for, and and all these sorts of things. Now, I do say you know, I have a a thing like we all should care about our veterans. It was Veterans Day this week. We should all care that they come home and they have insurance and they have a a way to transition back into society and they should never be homeless and they should be taken care. So we should be completely biased to that, I I feel personally. That's that's the one thing that should not go into any political uh, side. It should just be that way. So happy belated Veterans Day to our veterans. And I know we have a ton. Because yeah, thank you for your service. Yeah, exactly. And in and uh, this week, I sent a note to uh, the Facebook group. You know, put down when you were in, when you served, what you did, and a list. You know, the list of of hams that have served. Um, so that's the only uh, bias in terms of those things. I think we all should care deeply about that, and every administration should make that a priority, in my opinion. But let me get off the soapbox. Uh, here a little bit but yeah I I think I've always looked at like digital modes as something I understood and I want you to have it whatever you want it goes back to to each their own was an early thing that I learned um in ham radio if that's what you want to do cool whatever but I think I am guilty of saying well you could probably go somewhere else and get that you know like enjoy yourself but eh. and I didn't I didn't take the time to uh maybe I can't study it but we can bring people here that that know it. Oh yeah. We we will do that. That'll be a new pledge uh, as we go forward here on our uh, the new way we're doing this with the YouTube channel and and sharing the audio still on the podcast side. Uh, we'll more inclusiveness is a good thing, Steve. So let me stop talking because I've already if, I don't even know where I am anymore and the bourbon <laughs> is kicked in <laughs> like, "Yeah, where's the fire?" <clears throat> oh, anyway, my God. I uh, will do that. Uh, let's talk about um, let's go some of the projects. Uh, what people are working on. We talked about what Steve and I are doing. Yeah, but what are you working on? And if you need to put your call sign in the chat, go ahead and do that real quick, just one time for me, please. We'll pick a winner for sure. But what are you working on? And this time we're going to go out to New Jersey. Here's somebody working on something, getting ready to build a double bazooka for 75 meters, ordering the coax. Hopefully, it will be up. Uh, before the weather changes, I'll be using uh, RG8 and hanging it about 50 feet. 50 feet, legs at 15 feet. That's Paul, November 2, Hotel Yankee Golf. He's an old-time friend of the show, and we hear him on the HF, sometimes on the net.
1: Nice. A, a
0: great station there. You and I, I can't speak for you, Steve. You've built one, and I, I, I secretly want you to build me another double bazooka okay. or four, or five, or six. But I went <laughs> through a kick. I was, I had to have, I've got some regular dipoles with one-to-one balance, right? But there was a time where everything I wanted, I was like, MIT came up with this. Did you know that, Steve? And of course, Steve Mm -hmm. knew this. And I'm like, and, and they, uh, they're so cool and they're quiet and all this. And everything I wanted was a double bazooka.
1: And you went ahead and you built one. Yeah, because I had a, I had a cage dipole up. And, or dipoles, cage dipoles. So what a cage dipole is basically look at it as a standard dipole, but with three wires on each leg. And I had a, a plastic triangle that separated all three wires. Well, where I live, you know, we get a, a fair amount of wind. I mean, a lot of wind. And uh, so over the years, this, this dipole, this cage dipole just galloped and I just sat there and watched, and eventually it just fell apart. It was just the wire fatigue, just like what uh, could have happened to that fan dipole. And uh, with the wire fatigue out there at the uh, ring connectors, it's, it was probably soldered, and it's just after time, and it just fell apart. And so Dr. Bob was, you know, Bob, Bob K9EID, mm-hmm. was raving about these double double bazookas, and I was like, sure. okay and it was and this was a number of years ago and it's like i I looked it up and uh and i was like wow this is stupid simple to build and uh, i think it was like 20 30 minutes i cranked one out and uh put it together and uh, hoisted it up and was like holy smokes this thing is awesome and from the part that was awesome was that i had a noise floor say it was like um s5 with the uh with the standard dipole antenna when i put up the double bazooka it went down like s three and so it dropped the noise just the noise floor uh down two s units right off the bat and i was like what the heck and then i you know started thinking about it okay now i know the difference and uh uh, why it's doing that but we won't go down that rabbit hole (laughs) and uh but and I've been a big fan of it. So I cranked out another one and I built uh, a few others and I've thought about building one out of RG8. I built all mine out of RG8X because I had a, a thousand foot spool of it and figured, mm-hmm. hey, this is a, a, you know, I'll just try it with this. It's uh, relatively lightweight. I put it up and it's like, uh, don't screw it, success, leave it alone. And yeah. <laughs> But uh, building out RG8 is, uh, that's the next one I want to do. And that's just going to give you broadband it, it'll be broadbanded uh but uh way to go just yeah. uh and there's different ways that i've been experimenting with different ways of uh doing the center part and uh we'll, we'll have to, i'll have to do a segment on uh a building one and the way i do it now it it's not the end all me, by all means but it seems to work for me and yeah. uh we'll go from there
0: and you still got it edwin says he's um in the design phase for building a caged vertical for 40 meters using 24-gauge uh, wire with eight radials on a GFK mass, uh, cage size is
1: four inches. inches. Yeah, so basically, yeah, it's just going to be... So on those eight radials, are they going to be elevated radials or are they going to be the radials on the ground? So uh, if you can kind of update on that, if it's elevated all you need is four, but if it's on the ground, you, you might want to look at more, and it's, it's all about ground efficiency and ground losses, so when you mount radials on the ground, you need more, but when you elevate the radials, so if you had them up like eight or ten feet off the ground, all you need is four, and it's the same, it, just as effective the four wires elevated versus 32 or 64 wires laying on the ground so
0: uh one here uh from jason any thoughts on hypothetical antenna over
1: one wavelength? there's a lot of antennas that are over a wavelength well you take a a, let's talk about a loop just a simple loop when you build a loop you build a loop for the lowest frequency so if you build a loop for 160 meters because i was just uh cranking on the calculator last night uh a hundred and sixty meter loop antenna is gonna be over five hundred feet for the wavelength. So if you, and they'll tune on the other bands. So once you start using on eighty, forty, twenty, that's more than a wavelength and uh, it, it will work. So and in fed wires are the same thing. You hundred and thirty five foot fed wire, you'll use them on other bands and it will it'll it'll be more than a wavelength. So it's okay. it's Not so hypothetical. It's it's doable.
0: All right, time for us to take a uh, pump the brakes kind of thing. Give me uh, just a bit here. We'll come back and uh, get to more of your questions. You're welcome to put your projects, antenna questions in the chat, and it's probably just going to be how we roll out each week. It's everybody's got a an antenna question, so we'll answer as many as we can here today. We'll be right back. From wireless to Wi-Fi, this is 100 watts and a wire. LDG is proud to release the long-awaited AMP 1500 solid-state amplifier. The legal limit desktop amplifier covers 160-6 through meters with 100 watts of drive. The amp features a built-in AC power supply, a four-position antenna switch, as well as a USB port, CAT port, and CIV port. A large color touchscreen control allows configuration of a custom control center that will be the center of your HF station. Interface cables are available for all modern ICOM, Kenwood, Yaesu, and Elecraft transceivers. The built-in Trust Enhanced Memory System, or Byte-M, provides real-time data analysis of input and output RF signals to protect all circuits from accidental damage. Look for the new LDG Amp 1500 in 2020. Don't forget, all LDG products carry a 2-year warranty that is fully transferable when you sell it. No registration is required. Support is only a phone call or email away. We're always here to help you. LDG Electronics. Everywhere you look, there's an LDG. This is 100 watts and a wire. And welcome back. We are on page 28. <laughs> we'll be here all flipping day. We just have a little bit more to do. Sit down.
1: We're gonna have a sermon on chapter 28. Talk about it. Section <laughs> three. <laughs>
0: Here's a question from Mark. Uh, let's see. Going to need a coax switch with a new shack setup. Suggestions. Wow. I use a company? It's the one with um, Alpha, right? I'd have to peek up here. I think it's called Alpha. Ameritron? The remote? No. Oh, oh, maybe he's talking about coax switchers.
1: Oh, yeah, I hey, need a coax yeah, switch. So
0: about. either, hold on a second here. I got an Ameritron here. But I thought maybe we were talking about the click-click uh, switch. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, we and got, you Maritron. know, we That's got this guy, you know, mm-hmm. Alpha Delta, or we can go with a, uh, we can go with like this guy, which is an MFJ, and it's, uh, it's basically a six by six, six, and uh, so you have a common, and you can have six transmitters, six antennas, or whatever combination you can do that, so there's that, um, there is remote switches like you do. Like you have on the Ameritron and I got one of those four porters and yours is an eight porter, I think, the one you have out in the Yeah. Uh, and good morning, Rhea. And uh, good morning, Rhea. uh so it so so here's the, the dilemma. Do you have it all in here? And so you have all these cables that come into your shack. If you want to have that, and that means uh you got all the cables coming from the antennas into the shack. Or do you have a remote switch, so where you only have, like, one cable coming into the shack? Or if, depending on the remote switch, you might have to have a second cable, a control cable, that will uh, will do the switching. So it uh, comes down to, it, what, it, what it boils down to, it's going to come down to, the, to dollars. And are you going to spend dollars in bringing in coax to bring all your feed lines into the shack? Or do you spend the, uh, the dollars for a little bit more versus one of these switches to a remote switch? So uh, it comes down to your application and uh, and making that entrance into the into the shack. And so are you gone? <laughs> Here's the rabbit hole. Are we going to go down it? <laughs> yeah, I, have,
0: I have both. I've got the switcher, the coax switcher in here. You can just see it right in here. And I've got it labeled. It's an eight position and it runs out, one coax runs out to the outside switcher. But also, as the coax that's running out, I've got it on the Alpha Delta like you have there, so I can switch back between, say, rigs, you know. So that's kind of how I use my switches, and I like the Alpha Delta. They're not a sponsor. They just are, they're not lossy, I found, and um, they're strong, made well. Um, They're welcome to... Be a sponsor, if you like. I, I certainly use them, but they're not. And it's just something that I've found that that works uh, for me. We have another question. I want to say hello to Julian in Finland, Alpha Hotel 8 Sierra Tango, November. That's my brother out there in Finland. And he has done a video on the ICOM 705 that uh, I told you before. He goes out and beats these things up. I mean, yeah. he puts them to the test, and it's no joke. And he did about a 35, 30-minute 30 video released. I need to bring you on. Julian to talk about your discoveries and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, we see videos out there that are, you know, this is what it looks like and this is how you touch the buttons. And he, he took it out there and he's like, is that you break it over the rock? You know, <laughs> he's not doing that, but it's like you're going through the, the, the test, the durability test and real um, world use, real world use and uh, with a purpose. And I think you might want to check that out. Um, he, he makes good, Good videos here. Here's another question from Jeff. I'm getting a BioNo 30 amp hour to run my FT991. For the radio power cable, what size terminals do I need for the end of the power cable that connect to the battery? 15, 30, 45? The wires are 12 gauge. So I imagine he's talking about maybe Anderson
1: power poles. Ah, okay, that's uh, so an FT nine nine one, which a lot of hundred watt um, radios, uh, HF radios, are going to draw about twenty three amps uh, with full power out, approximately, give or take. So I would minimum, I would go with the thirty amp, not the fifteen amp uh, Anderson power poles. You could get away with it. But uh, be, but I would just step up and go minimum 30-amp. 45-amp uh, ones are a little bit bigger. But, uh, yeah, just uh, look at the current consumption of the device that you're going to hook that up to. And in the case of a 100-watt uh, HF uh, uh, radio, they're all around 23 amps. So. so if you can, use the 45
0: and... Uh... Just what Steve said. Just listen. Just listen to what Steve said. Don't uh, no, listen projects to Steve. Don't listen to Steve. It'll <laughs> blow up your shack. This is all smoking mirrors. None of this ever should hit the air. I don't know how we're still here and they haven't been pulled off. If you have other questions for us, you're uh, welcome to drop them uh, in the chat here. Uh, the work, I, I figure once I got out there doing some antenna work, that it wasn't really antenna work at all. It was more like the rope work. And The more you get out there and look around, what I'm trying to say is don't wait for things to happen. To break. Yeah. Don't be you know, like us. That's one way to do it. I mean, but I had a little bit of time and maybe the um, the working from home nature, you're able to just step out there and take a break, get some nice clean air, but you start to notice things, you know, and for me, it was just a simple thing of noticing my, my rope needed to be replaced. And the, and the more I dug around, I'm like, this was done the same time as this. So now there's an 80-meter out there that's got my attention. And you know what I noticed, Steve? You know I do everything in the trees. And I get these like eye, I don't know what they call them. they not an eye hook, but they're a circle. And you, you can turn them. And I put them into the tree and put my rope down through them. Uh-huh. Put like a window sash uh, as my weight. I've noticed on an 80-meter antenna that the tree has grown up around, around the, the eye bolt. And I'm like it's never going to come out of there. Like I can't back it out now, but time has slipped away. Like Willie Nelson has taught us and it's starting to swallow it up. And if I wait much longer, it's going to pinch that rope. So it's time to get out there and do like the little things, you know, some of the little aspects of having an antenna are uh, worth looking at. And now that it's in the thirties here, it's the perfect time. To, to get out there and the leaves are blowing off. I mean, I must have four inches of leaves in the antenna garden, blanketing the earth and keeping it warm and I'm like, I'm cool with that. I don't need them to be blown off. You know, they can cover everything up for them because out there. But uh, anything that you need to do
1: that this you can the think time.
0: of now. I was asking you, Steve, is there anything that uh, that's on your, your list?
1: Uh, hmm. I'm... No, I I just I still got to get the uh, 160 antenna up and uh, build that antenna. I still have uh, another climb or two to do for the uh so I did a stupid I uh, <laughs> and it wasn't until I got on the ground. So uh in my my tower project, I uh, I rigged the tower. So I have a a rope, uh, a haul rope and uh, I have a uh a pulley at the top, one of these big yellow pulleys that we use, and I have a snap hook on the end, and I use that rope to haul up the uh, the new feed line for the beam when I put it up there. Well, in the course of, you know, sealing the, the coax up and everything, and I got back down, uh, and, you know, got back down, and, and w- the lift was gone. I went out the next day, and uh, after the lift was gone, and I looked up, I was like, oh, crap, I left the snap up at the top i didn't take it back down to the ground and so now i got to climb the tower to uh to bring the rope down so uh i got that and then i got some more a couple more cross arms to put up so uh still got to get that 160 antenna up and uh so
0: yeah you really do i mean because i need somebody to talk to it (laughs) it it has been like i listen to 160 my habits are sun goes down seven o'clock in the evening starts to go down It gets stronger as it gets into the Mm -hmm. night. I'll listen, but there's only so much going on. And there's a handful
1: of people. Yeah.
0: And if they just stay to like normal stuff, normal topics, then I can hang out with them, you know, but I don't key up because I've actually heard them go off. So I need some people like you and Rhea and Julian and our friends to
1: we need, in need our, our community house. in here. We need our
0: community <laughs> on 160 because it's wide open. And then I wake up early, I'll rise and come in here, and it could be 6 a.m. And it's still dark until just before 7 a.m. of this time of year. And as soon as we get closer to 7, falls out. There it but goes. I'll get about 40 minutes, you know. And then in the evening, it, it depends, but it gets so strong and it sounds so good right now. If you can do it, I know it's hard. It's hard when you have some space. To uh, keep those, you know, keep those legs up there. And this time of year, it's just you're just waiting. Every storm brings down some dead wood uh, and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited for you to get it. So I have somebody uh, to talk to. What's Wes saying here? Um, so somewhat antenna related, I've noticed on 40 meters, even with 1.1, the one SWR when I transmit with my Zygu G90 and a Wolf River coil, the cab lights inside the truck flicker and pulse on and off. Any help? He's the uh, uh, friend of ours that does the uh, cross-country travel in his big rig. Working HF.
1: Turn the lights oh, off. Sorry. Drive with no light left. <laughs> <list>. Next question. <laughs> this is the cab lights. So, yeah, it's uh, RF is, uh, is being induced onto the wiring. And uh, holy smokes. Yeah, that's a tough one. That, I mean, that's
0: ferrite bead mania. Do you have to just. Uh, so, these are the cab lights. The- so,
1: this is the wiring in the truck itself and uh, unless it's your own truck i'm a, i'm going to make an assumption here that uh you're a professional driver and you're driving for a yeah, company yeah. and it's a company rig, so there's only so much you can do but uh and uh Marty has a good
0: idea steve uh let's see oh yeah Wes says it uh, causes issues with the electronics, electronics but marty's idea is take the light bulbs out <laughs> 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 I'm just being a little
1: silly now, Sorry, Wes. Uh, that
0: doesn't help at all.
1: Jerks. You're not helping. So yeah, the problem is, is uh, you here you're driving down the road, you're talking on the on HF, and then you got the the old. Uh, Maybe they're you coming on. Back- It's the old light. Make color up the lights. Then you got the uh, the old light box. You remember back in the day when we had we had the light box and we put hook it up to the rate up to our stereos and uh, all the different colors. Hey, let's you
0: know noise too though, right? It's probably not just the the lights flickering on and off. It's got to be noisy too. I would think.
1: Maybe not. I'm. I'm seeing. I'm thinking it's the RF is getting induced. Uh, a lot of lights are now LEDs. Uh, I know my new work truck, the F250 that I got, um, has a bunch of LED lights, and you're not. You're kind of hitting a soft switch or a switch that's telling the computer to turn on this light and I'm um, it's I'm thinking that's where the problem could be it's not like the old incandescent bulbs and you got a hard switch that's right by the ball by the light that you reach up and hit and but I think it's now you're hitting a button that's telling the computer to turn on that light and um, so I think uh, what's happening is, is the RF is getting onto those wires and it's acting like an antenna and then the computer's going oh it's i need to turn on that light because so and so is you know pushing the button when reality it's not it's got to be hard
0: too and it's not your vehicle to ground it and bond it the way Uh, that you may and it's a big rig he drives the big Mm -hmm. ones professionally across the country so that's probably a
1: a that's a a tough one there is a great website for mobile installations and i recommend everybody uh go to it you can you can get in super deep and this is this is the rabbit hole that you can go down if you want to find out about all about uh uh, mobile installations is uh k0bg i think is the call he has a website and it is so complete and so in-depth of uh of information on just mobile setups and this is this guy's passion and this is the, you know is it a bias maybe it is he his bias and we'll, we'll call it a bias is mobile operations and he goes through everything I mean I it was I was impressed on uh how much en- effort and energy this guy put into and uh so it's a great resource so it's K0BG he's out of New Mexico Roswell so uh you you'll know once you get to it there's a there's an alien <laughs> the Roswell yeah. deal so but uh, yeah go to his site for all things mobile
0: okay we got a couple other comments here some people are saying the choke hello to
1: josh this morning got a, a lot of good friends stopping by that that you. could be I, I would say the choke if you were having and that could be also another uh but uh, you would have to put the choke out at the feed line if it's radiating coming back on the coax and that and that's where you know the choke is what you're trying to do is keep the rf from radiating back on the uh on the outside of your coax coming back into the cab and that's a possibility too um uh a choke there might help on the antenna all right steve says wrap it up with uh oh not the show i thought he was like (laughs) wrap it up (laughs) wrap it up
0: we gotta go home now we're going into the (laughs) tinfoil yeah wrap it with tinfoil he says but again this is not his vehicle that's the that's the hard part here is he's driving for somebody and uh that's going to be
1: probably and it could be his vehicle too so if he's an owner operator but uh, I, I'm making an assumption that uh, that it's it's not his truck. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Steve says some OTRs
0: have permanent rigs. Okay, so maybe he does have a permanent rig. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. That's why I think it's fascinating that he's got that he's doing HF as he's going across the country here. So I don't know if it's your permanent rig, then we need to look at some bonding and some ground. And,
1: and that's the that's one of the biggest things to improve your HF mobile is bonding. And then it's just yeah. bonding between the various uh body parts uh, to the ground. Now the problem one of the problems with these newer um over the road trucks, they their cabs are fiberglass. Or and that's because it's you know weight savings and uh <laughs> Uh, I know, being a firefighter, seeing uh, we've had quite a few truck fires and uh, there's not much left of the cab when uh, by the time we get there. Uh, Rhea says,
0: uh, bonding all the chassis is key. Otherwise, you have ground loops, put straps mm-hmm. between all the body panels. If you can, Wes, if you can. I don't know that you can, but a lot of good advice here. you got to love the uh, amateur radio community. You, know, you notice that not one person is like, you dummy you know and there's so much of that out there but nobody here and i appreciate that that you
1: uh and we don't know it all i mean that's what's good about this hobby is we we can't we no way can know if someone claims they know it all run 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 because it's if i don't know it i'll tell you i don't know but i'll try to find out and Mm -hmm. and but there's so much information out there and uh so well, that's and the thing about this community is that it's okay not to know everything
0: like it's all right to come and ask questions Wes says his yep. frame is the aluminum frame
1: is a, a the roof is fiberglass yep so yeah. oh an yeah. aluminum that's <laughs> holy smoke that's a whole new realm <laughs> yeah i mean my truck is it, it
0: has that aluminum you know, and, it, and they, I guess they made these, uh, trucks, pickup trucks as a Ford. I know. Mm-hmm. I know if you Chevy guys, and we had a great pre-show discussion about this one week, but, you know, I drive a Ford F-150 and I had to really ground and bond underneath, you know, underneath that thing, because I couldn't, I couldn't mag anything. I couldn't put an antenna on top. There's no mag, it won't stick. So, you know, it's a different, different beast in his, uh, rig that's kind of fascinating i i think we need to meet him out there somewhere and uh do a do an install let's do a full install <laughs> on his rig
1: i know we're
0: getting a little long today we usually wrap up about now i don't know when i'll be able to bang the audio version of this out that's kind of my issue here when you dump uh, about 10 ounces of coffee into your computer turns out you're uh You're going to be handicapped for a little while, and that's kind of where I am. So I have to figure out that, pull this off. So we're running just a little bit over what we normally do. But I want to encourage you to subscribe to the channel. Uh, This is a uh, ham radio talk show about uh, life, the intersection of life and amateur radio. For our podcast listeners, the thousands of folks that are there and like to take the show with them, it'll always be there for you as long as we're doing it. Uh, This is a way to just see the show actually being recorded and i'm having a lot of fun frankly i mean it put some air in my in my sales frankly there was a time october of maybe last year where i i cut back from doing the weekly show the the audio stuff and you know did every other week like you know who needs to hear me talk about another christian problem you know here we go and then (laughs) And so this came up and a lot of the uh, folks in the YouTube realm, the guys have been doing it for many years. They were always like, why don't you try that? And then, you know, you got to get your, your camera kind of right and get some lights going and, and that sort of thing. But then, you know, we're, we're relatively small. We're going to be small for a long time, but uh, it's a lot of fun. I like the live interaction with people, you know, the people here. That's something I missed from my broadcast days can, Let's go to the phones, Larry King. <laughs> Kansas, you're on the air, you know, these things. And you can hear people mm-hmm. uh, here. We haven't worked that out yet. Maybe I'll add so, a way to take the calls through the radio at some point. But you can you can actually talk to people here and uh, and see what they're thinking. Like Stephen, Stephen says, maybe place a magnetic loop antenna in the passenger seat. No bonding necessary, perhaps one could even run less power and still outperform most mobile antennas.
1: question mark question mark steve what do you think wow <laughs> hey you know what try it see what happens <laughs> I, I i don't even want i don't even know where to take that one i mean it's like uh hmm, but the, you know it. what just try it see what see what happens that's what's you know, part of the hobby is experiment and, uh, go against the, the convention. And, uh, I think that's pretty awesome. That's going to, that's an interesting one. Why not? It's interesting. And on that
0: note, I think we'll wrap it up. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, click the bell. So you get the notifications when we go live. I'd like to mix in another live, uh, stream perhaps before we do our HF net on Sundays. Apologies there, bang the mics, but, um, you know, ring the bell and it kind of will let you know that, oh, they're planning on doing something. So if I add that in the evening before the net or just carry the net, you know, I think people are curious. Somebody dropped me a line just to see, you know, either what they sound like. A lot of people aren't on HF. Here's that bias we were talking about. We assume that you can join us on 40 meters on Sunday nights at seven o'clock. Well, you may not be able to, but if you can't, if I streamed it out a little bit, you may be able to hear it. You know, maybe you don't have an HF radio. So these thoughts go spinning around my mind. And um, when they settle, I get some decent advice and then we decide
1: to do it. So, but well, for now, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, no, that would be, that'd be great. You know, s- people can hear themselves so when they check in. Or and, just hear uh, it,
0: what it sounds like. If you don't have mm-hmm. that radio, you might be able to hear it. Yeah. And I'm central,
1: you know, so I'm kind of hearing,
0: I hear both sides pretty well being out here in the heartland. So, Well, I hope you got a a good taste for antennas today. I love antennas, specifically HF antennas. We're going to dip into VHF, UHF stuff. We'll get into digital modes. We need to pull in some experts, you know, like Julian. Julian's a digital guy. He does uh, does HF as well too, but I watch his videos. I'm like, this dude's on another, but it's not my focus. Like I just haven't got there yet. Mm. So when I watch somebody who's super passionate about off-grid or grid-down stuff, I'm into that too but I'm studying a different layer. It's important that we get all these voices kind of
1: in our mix. It's, oh, you know, and then there's, you know, the pitfalls that they went through and uh, learn from their mistakes. And that's why you want to have it. You all know, right. Have, let's, yeah, let's bring those guys in. That'd be great.
0: Bring them in. Okay. Well, we can do that. If you got a specialty and a thing you're interested in, you things you want to see and talk about, let's meet here again next Saturday, 10 o'clock, same place. Um, and we'll talk about it. You can send your videos, you know, two or three minutes. Let us know what you're working on. We'll play them back. That worked all right today. That was kind of fun to see. Uh, that was snowing now, cool. and going up <laughs> on a tower, and that's uh, so awesome. maybe Steve will turn his thing on when he has to go back and get that rope. Yeah,
1: without you know, you know, without looking at, without hanging pants. it out into the uh, yeah. into the ether. <laughs> hey guys, look at this.
0: Like Check my this pants? out. <laughs> I like these pants. This is how they look when I'm in my bucket. This is my pants
1: when um, I turn around. No, yeah, that's that's
0: my boots. <laughs> he came back the last week or so. He's like, Yeah, I'm kind of bummed a little bit. I got, yeah, the camera went from this to like straight <laughs> down.
1: <laughs> but, but I got I got the ride up. So that's, that's a, it's a win. You got but, it. Uh, and right, then, got um, it. oh, go ahead. Finish up. We're good. Go and go then ahead. maybe one of these days we might just do, we'll just turn the camera on and just make it all pre show. Just let yeah, it run. Just let it hang. <laughs> Just let it hang out.
0: Yeah. For the, this one's for the ladies. Here's my GoPro camera. Right, see? We've been here too long. Now oh, it's my just, God. It's getting there. Sorry. <laughs> it's bad. They're all rolling out. They're just leaving. The numbers are... Uh, all right, guys. Take care of yourselves and uh, stay healthy out there. Uh, things are going to probably be rough for a little bit here. We need to try to take care of each other a little bit, and your mm-hmm. families, and stay safe and all that. We'll be here yep. next week. Send us your videos. Uh, send us your questions. You can do it through Facebook. You can do it through email, and we'll add them in. It's a lot of fun. We appreciate you guys. 73 for now. And if you 73, can. 73, everyone. By all means, please try and stay above the noise.
1: To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsandawire.com.